from the BG Podcast Network Studios, brought to you by Chattahoochee Tech, this is your Paulding County News Podcast, bringing our stories to life with news, events, and what we're talking about in Paulding County. Like, follow, and subscribe to hear the latest news from the Paulding County News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For you. About you. From you. And here's what you're talking about. Welcome to your Paulding County News Podcast. I'm Melissa Carter, along with Doug Harding. A new middle school in Paulding County has parents upset. Plus, we now know everyone who is going to be performing at the Super Bowl. We'll let you know that, but first, let's take a look at our top stories. A 42-year-old mother has escaped the death penalty after pleading guilty to the brutal slayings of her three young children. Darlene Brister will spend the rest of her life behind bars for stabbing nine-month-old, a three-month-old, and a five-year-old to death before setting their family home on on fire. The Paulding County Superior Court judge ordered three consecutive life sentences without parole following a negotiated plea deal that dismissed multiple charges, including felony murder, aggravated assault, arson, and cruelty to children. The tragedy unfolded in June of 2022 with a domestic dispute call leading deputies to this chaotic scene. Two other children survived the grisly attack, and Brister, suffering from mental health issues, was taken into custody. This from Law and Crime. You know, I've always heard from police that the most dangerous calls that they have are domestic calls. Yeah. I mean, I think the reasoning is out the door. If you get to that point where the cops have to be called, you, they're past being able to calm down, right? So, yes, I agree. The poor cops have to go to those sites. I couldn't imagine the cops on the scene of that crime. Poor, no. poor cops Mm-mm. there. <sighs> In a landmark case, a man convicted of dogfighting in Cherokee County has been sentenced to five years in prison, followed by 15 years of probation. 59-year-old Randall Thaxton faced nine counts of dogfighting and seven counts of cruelty to animals. The charges stem from a multi-agency investigation in Cherokee and Paulding counties, revealing Thaxton's involvement in a disturbing dogfighting operation. In addition to the prison term, Thaxton was ordered to pay $45,000 in fines, complete 360 hours of community service, and is forbidden from owning, possessing, or breeding dogs. This from the Tribune-Ledger News. In a major identity theft operation, federal prosecutors have sentenced three individuals for stealing a staggering $6 million from the federal government. Deborah McNeil of Loganville, along with co-defendant Edwin Owie of Dallas and another from Ackworth, orchestrated a far-reaching fraud and identity theft ring. U.S. Attorney Ryan Buchanan expressed concern over the exploitation of government programs meant for COVID-19 relief. The trio used stolen identities to access unemployment benefits, economic impact payments, federal income tax refunds, and small business administration loans from 21 states between January and October of 2020. The IRS criminal investigation called them, quote, convicted criminals causing great stress on their victims. Howie faces four years and eight months. This from WGAU. We had another frigid night last night. So, Doug, what does the weather look like for Paulding County this week? All right, so we're going to get above freezing today with sunshine, high of 40 and low of 23. It's going to get warmer and sunny on Monday, high of 49 and a low of 35. Cloudy Tuesday with a high of 53 and a low of 45. Melissa, I'm hearing a rumor of maybe getting up there in the 70s come later in the week. Well, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) After what we've been through, I'll take it. So I don't have to drip the pipes and open the cabinets and do all the stuff, all the stuff anymore. 
98.7 Chat Tech, where 98.7% of our students earn a career. What we did at Chattahoochee Tech mainly focused on the more environmental aspect of that soil sampling, stream assessments, land assessments, and then also the geographic interface with that as well. The majority of our students are on the traditional side, but we do have a pretty big percentage. I'd say, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, around 30% of the students are non-traditional who do come back, who've been working in the field for years and want to get a degree in engineering. So many of the instructors that we're here are so passionate about what they teach because they come from that field. And, you know, the first week is, hey, how you doing? And the next week is, let's grab this gear and go out and shoot video and then put it together. <laughs> let's work on figuring out how to be storytellers. Visit ChattahoocheeTech.edu, where 98.7% of our students earn a career. When it comes to solving complex engineering challenges, there's only one name you need to know, Engineered Solutions of Georgia. Our team of experts has years of experience and uses the latest technology to provide innovative solutions for all your home needs. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing excellent customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top-quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest standards. So why settle for less when you can have the best? Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any engineering challenge. Engineered Solutions of Georgia We guarantee a staple drive foundation Residential and commercial Hey, we do it all Dial 678 we're back with more of your Paulding County News podcast. Well, the arrest report from WSB's Facebook page, disturbing news from Forsyth County, is six individuals face charges following a heartbreaking case of animal cruelty. Deputies discovered a home on Archer Avenue where several puppies had to be euthanized due to parvovirus, which is an extremely contagious disease. Despite warnings to stop adopting animals until treated for parvo, the residents continued, resulting in more deaths. The accused, including Cheyenne Edwards, Hannah Glenn, Jonathan Jagnew, Lashia Samples, Kiara Wallace, and Emily Wilgus, faced charges of cruelty to animals and aggravated cruelty. Now, Julie Chance said, irresponsible and unethical behavior with no regard to the health or lives of these animals and other pets that will acquire disease, not to mention the heartbreak to come for the families of the pets. Let's hope the judicial system will make short work of this six-pack of idiots. Brian Robertson responded, who in the hell would buy a puppy from this group of inbreeds? <laughs> and Robert Faust offered, very shallow gene pool with a lot of sewage in it. See, you know, a lot of times I'm going to kind of add my two cents in here and make jokes, but there's some pretty creative people there in Paulding County with their uh, with their <laughs> things, so I'm just going to let them drop the mic and uh, we can move on. They took your lines, huh? <laughs> From the Paulding County School District Facebook page. Now, Doug, this is a story about schools, but we got a request to talk about this because it's controversial. Okay. Uh, the Crossroads Middle School is expected to open for the 24-25 school year and will draw the majority of its students from McClure Middle School and a smaller number of students from both East Paulding and Moses Middle Schools. Okay. For those who don't have children there, they're not affected. But there's several parents who are up in arms about this. Daniel Lynn said, this was the worst thing to happen for my daughter. 
We are one mile from Russum. We moved here when she started sixth grade and we were sent to EPMS, East Paulding Middle School. She adjusted to a new school and made friends here. Then in ninth grade, we were sent to North when 90% of her friends continued to East High. We are actually closer to East than North, which they would do zoning with a top-down inclusive approach. Emily Roberts said 1.5 miles from Crossroads Middle School and then from East Paulding Middle, 12 miles from his school. We will be shipped to North Paulding High School, 11-ish miles, and be separated from half of the classmates that will go to East Paulding High School. And then Tara Carden responded to another parent saying, I was hoping the kids would be zoned together. So all of these children are being broken apart and all their friends based on the zoning for these schools. So we appreciate the request. We talked about it. And if, you know, you can always reach out if you have any comments about this story and we're happy we should follow up and interview somebody from this yeah i think we're going to get a lot of interesting takes on this because how schools go and uh, maybe we can get some good audio from a school board meeting which are always hilarious oh oh, yes (laughs) especially about this one there's gonna be a lot of people lining up that uh, you know outside that podium Well, your weird story for the day comes from Oklahoma, where a fire department faced a daunting challenge last week when responding to a burning building filled with venomous snakes. Ooh, no thanks. Never thought about this. But they these snakes were part of the property, part of many animals that lived on that property. So they were pet snakes. And I don't know if you've ever been, unfortunately, I've been part of an apartment fire where I watched the firefighters. Uh, my apartment was behind a firewall, but I watched these other neighbors where the firefighters really go in and try to save all the lives there, not just the humans. So they do really try to save animals. Well, despite this intense situation in Oklahoma, every human made it out okay. Most animals made it out okay. Negotiating with those venomous snakes, however, added an extra layer of danger for these firefighters. But the fire marshal revealed they saved all but two. So they lost two snakes in the fire. But the cause of the fire is still under investigation. But I never thought of, I mean, they go in there and they have to save these snakes. It's from Atlanta News First, by the way. Talking about going above and beyond the call of duty is going to rescue snakes. But it reminds me of a classic movie from the 80s, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yes. You remember that scene where he goes and saves all the animals? That was just on some channel, not the other day, and I watched it. Yes, exactly. Weren't there a bunch of snakes on the street? after? Yeah. Yeah, he kept going in and every scene of him going in back, he'd stare at the snakes. He's like, ew. But he finally (laughs) rescued as many as he could. Oh, that's right. He came out with a hands full of snakes right? Yes, Uh I remember that. What's happening in Paulding County? We've got you covered. All right, so some events today at 10 a.m. Free Women's Self-Defense and Violence Prevention Seminar at Rolling Panda Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Hiram. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to noon, Grief Share at Dallas First United Methodist Church. And looking ahead towards Thursday at noon, Industry Roundtable, home-based businesses at the Paulding Chamber of Commerce. Do you or someone you know own a firearm? However, you may not be up to date on cleaning, on safety regulations, and you want to learn more about it. Well, the Paulding County Sheriff's Office has a gun safety class, and Lieutenant Ashley Henson is about to join us. He's the public information officer at the Paulding County Sheriff's Office to talk about this class and why gun safety is so important. Angie Chavez is an experienced real estate agent serving Paulding, Cobb, and other counties in Georgia for 24 years. She is dedicated to serving her clients and has extensive knowledge of the West Georgia real estate market. Angie has won numerous awards for her sales production and is a million-dollar member of the National Board of Realtors. 
She specializes in new home construction and is an accredited buyer agent. Angie is also passionate about giving back and supporting military, veterans, teachers, and public servants. Whether buying or selling, Angie Chavez with Atlanta Communities is the right choice. Call her today at 404-401-0739 or visit her website at angiechavez.atlcommunities.com. Hey, unlike others, Angie will call you back if you don't reach her the first time. That's 404-401-0739. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the Paulding County News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All of our feature interview pieces here on the Paulding County News Podcast are presented by Credit Union of Georgia. Let's meet some of the interesting people in our neighborhood. We are joined by Lieutenant Ashley Henson, the Public Information Officer at the Paulding County Sheriff's Office. Lieutenant Henson, thank you so much for joining the podcast again. Oh, good. Good morning. Thank you for having me and uh, looking forward to chatting with you guys today. Yeah. So this is the first time that Lieutenant Henson and I have met. So it's a pleasure meeting you. Uh, One of the reasons I wanted to bring you back on the podcast is because of gun safety. I noticed that a lot of stories that we've been sharing lately have to do with gun violence. I have a nine-year-old son, and I'm teaching him the difference, of course, between toy guns and Nerf guns and video games and the real thing. And I had the pleasure of being the daughter of an Army officer who was also a sharpshooter. And so I lived in a house of gun safety instruction. I was able to take apart a pistol, clean it, put it back together like it was like serious education. But I noticed that a lot of people don't have that same discipline. And so I was hoping maybe you could talk a little bit from your perspective as a police officer and also about the gun safety course that you offer in Paulding County. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that we've seen and that I've seen in law enforcement is that a lot of people think that they know about guns. And I'm a firearms instructor, former SWAT sniper, so I have a pretty good understanding of firearms and and the capabilities. And having done this job a little over 21 years, I've seen a lot of people who have been accidentally shot while they were cleaning their guns. And I'm using air quotes to say that. The problem is that these people that know that they think they know what they're talking about and what they're doing, in actuality, they don't. The number one rule of firearm safety, and I tell my kids this all the time, I've got two teenage boys. I talk to them kind of the way that your father taught you. You know, the number one rule of firearm safety is muzzle control. Where the muzzle of that weapon is pointed is where something bad is going to happen. And so you always treat that gun as if it's loaded. Never, ever, even if you know it's unloaded, never, ever point that gun at anybody or anything that you don't intend to destroy. I think if people would take a healthy dose of that, of that muzzle control, it would stop a lot of a lot of bad things from happening. If you don't ever point that gun at anything you don't intend to destroy, then the likelihood of something bad happening decreases significantly. And so that's the first thing you want to make sure people understand. Don't point that weapon at anything and keep your finger off the trigger. When you index your trigger finger, that means you put your, your trigger finger on the side of the weapon and you don't put your finger on the trigger until you're on target and ready to fire. And so a lot of people don't understand that. I see people that come out to this class particularly, and as soon as they get the gun out, they put their finger on the trigger. That's not what we encourage. We want you to go ahead and get your sights aligned and get on target before you even put your finger on the trigger. The citizen handgun safety class is something we've been doing for quite some time, and I've taught it since its inception, or helped teach it since its inception, rather. Kind of the way the class works is we start out in the classroom and we do a classroom portion and we go over Georgia law, we answer any questions, we talk about deadly force, we talk about farms in general, go over some nomenclature, some brief cleaning, 
how to align your sights, things like that. And then we'll go down to the range and we'll spend, you know, it just depends on the class size and the weather and the willingness of the participants. But sometimes an hour, maybe a little bit longer down the range, allowing our citizens to come and shoot their own guns with their own ammunition. You know, another thing when my son was younger that was a concern of mine was, okay, I knew my house was safe and the education was there. But then when he went over to play at another friend's house, that's when it was like, well, I have no idea their philosophies when it comes to guns, whether they have one, whether it's safe. Because, I've, you know, again, we've reported stories where children had access to loaded weapons that their parents had either, uh, if it was a rifle, it was leaned up against the corner of a hallway. And if it was a gun, it was in the top drawer, again, still loaded. So, uh, again, maybe address that for someone who's listening. And, like, you know, that's not necessarily the proper way to store your weapon in your house. Yeah, absolutely. So, I talk to, with, with my job, I'm out in the community all the time. And one of the things that I do is I talk to, to children. When I talk to children, I talk about guns. And I always say, if you ever see a gun... We don't know if it's real or not because and I, I talked to him about how guns can come in any color now. And sometimes guns, real guns, even look like toys. And so I always teach them, hands away, don't touch it and get an adult. And so I try to make it fun and exciting and they can kind of do my hands and, you know, let them understand that, you know, we don't touch it, we get away and we go get an adult. Don't ever, ever, ever touch it. To touch on your point, proper gun safety and, and storage is, is vital because people that have not been taught from an early age of the dangers of firearms are going to go over there and pick up that gun and maybe point it at somebody else. And like you said, we see it all the time when we do a child shooting another child or a child accidentally shooting themselves. We've had that happen here in our county. It's, it's devastating to the family whose child is the victim. And so we've got to make sure that we keep these guns in a safe location. And a lot of people say, well, you know, if my gun's locked up, I can't get to it if a bad guy comes in. So you've got to gauge and this is a personal choice. You got to gauge what's more important. You know, your child getting a hold of a gun and hurting himself, or you having a gun prepared in the event that a bad guy comes in your house. And that's a personal decision that each citizen is going to have to make. But my recommendation is, if, if you're going to have a loaded gun in the house, it needs to be somewhere that's not accessible by children. Bearing in mind that children are children, and they're going to get everywhere, high places, low places, anywhere you can think. And there are those safes that where you can put your hand on them. And I don't know if it's like fingerprint scanning, but they have those safes where you put your hand on them and they open pretty quickly. So keeping those guns out of the reach of children is, is vitally important. Yeah, it just reminds me, again, I'm so used to, we had rifle racks and everything all over the house, but the bullets were locked away. And the only loaded weapon was in a holster that was in the back of the headboard in my father and mother's bed that I didn't even notice was there, right? So it was hidden, but it was accessible to him. So the same, like, you know, we didn't have the gun lockers back then that, like you said, had the easy just swipe your your hand and it comes out. So I agree that there, there are ways for you to have access to to a weapon quickly if something bad happens, but yet your children don't have access to it. So I just think it's about thinking. Um, Lieutenant Hansen, anything else that you would uh, tell the community when it comes to gun safety and, and maybe something to look out for? I think the big thing is people need to educate themselves. We are all about the Second Amendment and we want to encourage people, if you want a gun, that's great. And, and you're not a felon and you have the legal right to possess one. But also go get some training. Learn how to load that gun, unload that gun, clean that gun and properly store that gun. So our citizens handgun safety class touches on those things. Are you going to come out of that class becoming uh, a, being a firearm expert? No, not at all. And then we've had people come out of that class 
and they realize they do not want to be a gun owner. We've had some, some men and women who have come out there and they were gung-ho and they got on the firing line. They had people on either side of them shooting and they realized this is not for me. I cannot do this. And so it's a good, that's a good place to learn that this is not for you and you don't want that gun. People that get a little bit overconfident, we, we've seen those folks come out to the range and they're the ones who tend to be problematic and have poor safety skills. You gotta listen, you gotta learn. For anybody that's interested, you can come to the sheriff's office Monday through Friday during normal business hours, fill an application. We'll do a background check on you. We don't have any dates set in stone yet, but we're looking at March. Kind of let it warm up a little bit. We've been doing them in the evenings during the week, and we've also done them on Saturday mornings. We've found that a lot of people like them during the week, so they can come out after work, sit in the classroom for an hour, hour and a half, and then go out to the range for about an hour, hour and a half. They feel pretty good about it. Lieutenant Henson, thank you so much. I mean, again, I know this is a sensitive topic for a lot of people, but basically this conversation is about, hey, if you own a firearm, why not get better at it and understand the safety and the cleaning and the whole thing? Paulding County Sheriff's Office is where you go to sign up for this class. Sir, thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Let me know if I can be of assistance. I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, and they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay, that was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. We're back with more of your Paulding County News Podcast. If you love to be in dramatic places, people were at the right place at the right time for this next story. But if you're somebody that's uncomfortable by drama, you know, you probably sneaked away. It was a chaotic scene at Hartsville-Jackson International Airport last weekend. A young woman was fired from her job at a coffee shop near Gate D9 after a heated argument over espresso shots, and it turned violent. Uh-oh. According to police reports, at least two managers had to intervene, preventing the woman from attacking a co-worker. The incident escalated as she grabbed a chair, attempting to throw it before being stopped by a manager. The entire ordeal, of course, was captured on video. Everybody's got their, <laughs> their cameras ready and has since gone viral, amassing over 1.5 million views at the time of this podcast. In the video, the employee is seen grappling with co-workers, slapping one and even vaulting over the service counter. She left before the police arrived and employees confirmed that she had been fired. As of now, it remains unclear if charges will be filed in connection with this incident. But I'm just imagining I'm trying to get to my gate and I see this drama unfold at the coffee shop. This from Atlanta News First. I figured that would have happened uh, near the Spirit Airlines terminal. (laughs) No offense. They're not a sponsor, but if you've ever, ever flown, you know. If you know, you know. From the Paulding Sports Chronicle and basketball, here are the Region 5-6A standings. The women, Hughes 6-0, New Manchester is 5-1.
Paulding County, three and two. Alexander, a record of four and three. Douglas County, even at three and three. South Paulding, one and five. Same with Noonan and East Paulding. All three of those schools are currently one and five. Checking the boys, Alexander so far undefeated at seven and zero. Hughes, five and one. South Paulding, four and two. New Manchester, three and three. Douglas County, two and four record. Noonan also two and four. Paulding County, one and four. And East Paulding, a goose egg. They're zero and six. All right, now now I'm going to start rooting for East Paulding just to get that win. Get that win. And finally, we now know who will be performing at the Super Bowl next month. The pregame starts off with Reba McIntyre singing the national anthem, followed by Post Malone with America the Beautiful and Andra Day performing Lift Every Voice and Sing. Usher, as we know, headlines the Apple Music Halftime Show celebrating the 30th anniversary of his debut album. But rumored surprise guests who will join Usher include LeBron James, Jay Balvin, and K-pop singer Jungkook. I didn't know that LeBron James could sing. I saw that and I'm like, I don't know what what's going to happen. And then I don't know if I want to see it happen. I mean, I like him, but mm. we'll see. We'll see. The Super Bowl takes place on February 11th. This from 11 Alive. And we will have final thoughts after this. Whether you're new to church, have been a Christian for many years, or looking for a fresh start, you're welcome at New Season Church. New Season is a place where people can believe in God, belong to a family of believers, and become fully devoted followers. We exist so that people far from God may experience life in Christ and become fully engaged followers. Join us for one of our two Sunday services, 9 or 11 a.m. Hi, this is Pastor Steve Flockart. Whether you're new to the Paulding community or have been here since the day you were born new season church is a place where all are welcome from our exciting children and student ministries to our engaging bible studies and small groups and events i promise new season church has a place for you new season church just off highway 278 at 4457 atlanta highway in hiram we exist so that people far from god may experience life in christ and become fully engaged followers new season looks forward to seeing your entire family this sunday and feel free to check us out online at newseason.cc. We believe what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. We look forward to seeing you Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. at New Season Church in Hiram. Thanks for listening to today's Paulding County News Podcast. Follow and subscribe to hear the latest news from the Paulding County News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For you, about you, and from you. Get involved in the conversation at 404-997-8655 or info at bgadgroup.com. Did you know over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and be sure to share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. Add us to your Alexa flash briefing or your Google home briefing and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. All rights reserved. This podcast aggregate content from other sources for informational purposes and is in no way trying to infringe on the copyrights or businesses of any other entities. All content posted up on the site is used under the Fair Use Copyright Law 107. All audio, media, and articles are copyrighted to the original owners. All audio on this podcast are embedded from YouTube.com and are owned by the respective copyright owners. No audio information are copyrighted or stored on our servers. The court ruled that linking or embedding copyrighted videos is not copyright infringement, even if the source video was uploaded without permission. However, 
However, we will gladly remove any audio clip upon valid request from respective copyright owners. Any owners also have the option to disable embedding his YouTube videos on other websites. News and press articles are owned by the respective copyright owners. Where possible, the appropriate accreditation or source of the article is given on the same page. The audio video files on this site are for listening purposes only. Downloading of these files to one's computer is strictly prohibited. They are owned by the respective copyright owners. If it is in the organization's belief that the usage or specific content used on our site containing copyrighted knowledge conflicts with authorized use and or does not comply with fair use as described in the context, contact us through our contact page and we will remove the offending content immediately. Thanks for listening to the Paulding County News Podcast.